Heads up. This episode, John and Lindsay chow down on talking mannequins, vaudeville theater, and extreme horticulture as they eat their way through Knott's Berry Farm on Here's Why It's Great. Hello, 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 and welcome, folks, to Here's Why It's Great, the podcast where we take what you hate and tell you why it's great. I'm your host, John Bring. And I'm Lindsay Calhoun Bring. And we got something special for you today. We are doing an impromptu episode. We did not plan on doing this ahead of time. It's not a request. And boy, am I excited. Boy, Zenberry, am I excited. <laughs> boy, Zenberry, am I hungry. Oh, man, we're doing the Knott's Berry Farm Boysenberry Festival today. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm not a big Knott's Berry person. I've been, we've been twice. Uh, I think on both occasions, uh, it was just super busy. We weren't really able to ride anything. But the one thing we were able to accomplish was eating uh, an amazing chicken meal that they have with boysenberry jam. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling this boysenberry festival. It's a place that I've always wanted to explore more. The couple times we've been, as you said, we didn't really accomplish a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've got a bunch of huge roller coasters. Really excited to try some of those out. Really excited to go to this Boysenberry Festival. I couldn't figure out when it actually began, but it's been going for years now, and they've got a zillion Boysenberry products. Yeah, our friend, well, we're going with our friend Sandy, who has uh, finally beaten us down after (laughs) years of uh, talking up this Boysenberry Festival. We have decided we're going to go with her. We're going to check it out. We're going to see what it's all about. And we are super excited. This is a little off the cuff. We had not necessarily planned on going today, but Sandy talked us into it. So here we are. We're very excited. I'm a huge Boysenberry fan. Oh, you are. Yeah, that's your favorite pie, right? Yeah, absolutely. Every year I get so excited around Thanksgiving time because Marie Callender's offers boysenberry (laughs) pie. I'm sure they have them all year round, but they're extra available (laughs) at Thanksgiving time. I'm so excited about it. Uh, My dad was a big boysenberry fan, and I guess I just uh, passed on that love of boysenberry to me, even though it's nothing that he and I ever spoke of. In our time together. Oh, you didn't sit around talking about your love of boysenberries? No, we didn't. We didn't just stay up nights like staring at the stars and talking about our favorite combination of red raspberries, blackberries, and loganberries. Oh, man. Oh, that's what boys... Okay, I didn't even know what boysenberries were. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I knew that they were a combination of multiple berries, and I figured blackberry, raspberry. I didn't know about loganberries, and I don't don't know what loganberries are. I I think it's just another, like, purple, fruity, delicious berry. Knott's Berry Farm is the birthplace of the boysenberry. Great. Well, I did know know that because they have the boysenberry festival. Outside the walls of the theme park, they have the chicken restaurant that you mentioned. Yes, They have boysenberry jam, a various array of boysenberry products available. Well, Sandy sold me on going to this boysenberry festival because she promised that the food is delicious. And she said the number one thing there that we have to get is the boysenberry float, which she described slowly as I asked her to Mm. a boysenberry icy and atop this boysenberry icy is boysenberry soft serve. So I so sort of think like a dole whip, but on top of an icy. Jeez Louise, that sounds friggin' amazing. We took a quick look at all the boysenberry wares that are available. It's going to be amazing. I don't know how we're going to fit it all in is the problem. 
We'll work. We'll work through it. You folks are about to see something special. (laughs) Well, we are going with the right person. We sure are. And we actually have to go now because this plan all came up this morning and we quickly wanted to record this before we hit the road to Boysenberry Festival at Knott's Berry Farm. Are you ready, Lindsay? I'm ready. I'm starving. I'm hungry. My body is ready. Let's go. Let's go. And we're back, and we have since been to the Boysenberry Festival. Folks, it was amazing. So amazing that after our time there, we spent a full day. It wasn't until they basically kicked us out of the park that we mm-hmm. left. We ate a lot of food. We rode a oh. lot of rides. Oh, God. By the time I got home, we couldn't handle it. We we were basically in a freaking coma by the time we rolled up in Burbank. I just started talking again. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I thought I was going to uh, violet out from Willy Wonka. Just turn into a giant boysenberry? I was going to turn into a giant boysenberry and just burst. Oh, man. That that sounds kind of like a, a dream scenario. Maybe not a the bursting, but you, but you being a giant boysenberry, mm, delicious. There can be too much of a good thing, <laughs> <laughs> well, as I discovered. Yes, and as we'll all discover over the course of this podcast, that it was a lot. Oh, just yeah. a real quick, for those who don't know... Because there, there are bound to be people out there who don't know what the hell a Knott's Berry Farm is yeah. at all. You probably have seen Knott's Berry brand jams and preserves at your local grocery store. But the theme park, Knott's Berry Farm, is about 20 minutes away from Disneyland. It's in Buena Park, California. And it is basically the redheaded stepchild of the theme parks in our area. Yeah, I think that I think the number one theme park for everybody, uh, maybe I'm creating a narrative, is Disneyland. Oh no, right? it 100 percent. If is. you're if you're gonna spend the money, if you're gonna go to a theme park, it's Disneyland. I would say you know then it's sort of California Adventure, only because it is also Disneyland. Right. <laughs> and then maybe we have our Universals and our Six Flags, but I don't know. I think uh, Knotts is one of those places you only go to if there's a Gold Star or a Groupon Family Special. Yeah, absolutely. It's not somewhere that people, unless you're a high school kid, because that was the only people we saw yesterday were millions of high school children Lots unattended. School. It maybe is it spring break? I, I think it's spring break. I don't so know how it makes this works. sense. But I feel like Knott's Berry Farm is not somewhere that a lot of people will seek out. If you fly to California, you're not going to be like, man, I can't wait to go to Knott's Berry Farm, totally. baby. And I think that Knott's is also one of those places where there has to be something else going on to get you there, like a boysenberry festival or a a Knott's Scary Farm, which I haven't done that yet either. No, it's it's the haunted version of Knott's Berry Farm or Knott's Merry Farm. Or Knott's Merry Farm. The Christmas Farm, version. Which that was actually one of the two times mm-hmm. we've been. We tried going then and it was just so bonkers. We didn't get to ride a single thing and didn't have a great time. And th- this was the opposite. This was great. We got so much done. Like the list, I kept the list as we were going, a running tally of the things we ate, the things we rode, and the attractions we saw. Holy crap, we did a lot. We fit a lot in literally and figuratively yeah. <laughs> we, well one of the uh the discussions we had with sandy when we arrived was hey we should set the rules here is this an eating trip or a rides trip and i very clearly said this is an eating trip i'm here for the boysenberry festival i bought a tasting card mm-hmm. i was ready to try all the foods and i did and with that i thought you know rides probably aren't going to be for me today but i managed to accomplish both oh yeah you went to a theme 
theme park with John Bring. So, so yeah, we rides were gonna happen uh, again. As I believe I said in the intro, th- so many roller coasters in this place—they're huge, they're looming. You see them from the freeway. I've always wanted to go on some of these rides, and every other time we've gone, they run like one car for some reason on yeah. half of these coasters. It's just one car running at all times, and that does not make for a quick line. No, they, I will say they did have sort of the B team running things today. Yeah, everywhere yeah. we went, whether it was a food stand or a ride, I I did think I was going to die. I, I'm just gonna say it. I think that's just that's nuts, baby. Is that nuts? I think that's just nuts. Nuts is the B team. We are not dealing with the college kids and high school kids that run Disneyland who give a shit. This is Knott's Berry <laughs> Farm, where everyone's just a little off. I will say, though, uh, maybe it's uh, you get what you pay for. I I had a really, really great time, and I definitely, definitely am going to want to come back next year for the Boysenberry Festival after I recover. Uh, But I I will say that's maybe a positive, too. I was really surprised by how inexpensive the experience was. Um, I I mean, it wasn't dirt cheap or anything. It cost money. But for the cost of one park hopper trip to Disneyland, that paid for both of our tickets for the day and both of our tasting cards and all of the food and drinks and we consumed a lot yeah we ate to our little heart's content we went for the entire day uh we did not require any kind of fast pass situation they actually sell like an express pass it was so not busy surprisingly it was great so we didn't actually end up needing it but for the price of what would have been two single day passes for you and i to go to disneyland we have annual passes so don't worry about us folks. (laughs) we're covered we're covered we got the top of the line passes but for the two of us it would usually cost about a couple hundred bucks man we ate and drank to our heart's content we went on every single ride that we could and then some yeah, and then some so i feel like it is a value park it's a value park i i i gotta go to the doctor yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i have a map in front of me so just to explain the park a little bit it grew out of the farm that walter not set up in the circa 1920s in Buena Park. It was legitimately a berry farm uh, where they, again, created the boysenberry. So that was its claim to fame. How do you create... I don't understand this. Maybe I'm not a, a planter. Well, I'm not a horticulturist. A horticulturist. How does one cross a berry? How does one create a berry? I, I don't exactly know, but I guess you just interbreed... Uh, different kinds of berries together. I don't, I, you know, honestly, I don't know. All right. Well. I like I like there being a tinge of mystery to my food. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't have to How did this come know. into existence? Boysenberries are big. They're purple. They're plump. They're not uh, round like a blackberry. They're a little bit more like a blackberry texture, but almost the shape of a raspberry, almost a like a cone shape in a way. Like it, okay. it, it starts big at the top and gets a little bit smaller at the bottom, almost like a strawberry shape. You guys get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's very delicious. sweet. It's delicious. It's not bitter. It's great. But uh, Walter Knott created this. He was selling on the side of the road, selling his wares. And eventually his wife, I forget her name, but I want to say Mrs. it was... Mrs. Knott. Right. I, I want to say it was like Claudia or Claudette. Sure. She started making fried chicken and that took off. And from there, they started adding attractions. They added a restaurant. They added shops. They added a ghost town, which is, I think, the central feature of this part. My favorite part, for sure, is the ghost town. It's a fully fleshed out ghost town and eventually became a full-fledged theme park. I think by the late 60s, they were charging admission. It was like a combatant to Disneyland, maybe even as a fuck you to Walt Disney for starting his own giant theme park just down the road. Well, they keep that up today, not to jump ahead, but there's a lot of shade thrown at 
Anaheim, which also I think in my mind, I thought Knott's was in Anaheim, but it's technically in Buena Park. And if anybody who works at Knott's makes fun of something, they make fun of Anaheim and tell you not to go to Anaheim, which is clearly code for Disney. Exactly. Some Disney shade. It's it's like, you know, Pepsi shitting on Coke. It's like the clear right. number two trying to shit on the the number one. So it's split into the ghost town. Uh, we have Calico Park. Uh, these are the different sections, sort of like we have at Disneyland. We have Frontierland, Adventureland, Tomorrowland, Fantasyland. Uh, we have Calico Park, you know, famous Calico Park, which has the... For Calico Kittens. Oh, yeah, Calico Kitties, which has got a couple of rides. It's sort of like old-timey. It's really an extension of the ghost town. It's like a mining and lumber yeah. area. Uh, they have a boardwalk area, which is a little chintzy and cheap looking. Uh, they have Camp Snoopy, which uh, also the big thing that everybody knows is all the Peanuts characters are like the walk around characters. Oh, They're like the icons of this park. I love that. I love that Six Flags has Looney Tunes and uh, and not just license the Peanuts characters. For no real <laughs> real discernible reason. Yeah, they don't really connect to boysenberries nope. or a ghost town. Nope. The whole park is sort of its own thing. It's just like, you know what? We decided to take all the things we love and build a theme park around it. Yeah, pretty much. It's a little slapdash. It's all like a little thrown together. It is. I'm okay with it. Uh, but you have Camp Snoopy, which is like the children's area. And then you have Fiesta Village, which is a Mexico themed area. So we jumped around these couple of areas back and forth, depending on what we wanted to eat at the time. So I have my list up here. We jumped around the park and the different areas the whole time. I listed it and I numbered it. We did 30 attractions or foods. Oh, how many 30. how many were rides and how many were foods um let's not talk about the exact ratios here look they're all gonna know they're gonna find out what we did yesterday yeah we're, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're go. gonna have to embrace it so maybe we should tackle the rides first okay because okay. that's quick because we don't really care about the rides that's the basics of the park that's there year round yeah that's not the boys and berry festival no. but that is the knots part so we should talk about it but before we start i would just want to introduce our rating system which is what we used yesterday with sandy <laughs> all day was which a out of five boys and berries yeah obviously yeah. we have to pay tribute to what got us here in the first place which is the boys and berry sure and yeah, so we started with Montezuma's Revenge, mm-hmm. which Zoom as in Z-O-O-M. This is in the Fiesta Pavilion or Fiesta Village. Well, I, correct. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this was a pretty good ride. Pretty good ride. It's a, you you go through a loop, you go forward, you stop, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then you basically reverse it. It's a pretty extreme boomerang ride. I believe those are called boomerang coaster. And you go through a loop backwards. Yeah, I have never been on a roller coaster that looped you backwards. I'm obviously familiar with the looping forwards, and that sensation was strange. Yeah, I did not like it, but at the same time, I kind of loved it. It was thrilling. I think had it been any more than the one, it might have been too much for me. And the ride was pretty short, but it was exhilarating. I'm going to... You know, I'm going to give it four out of five boysenberries. You know what? Four out of five boysenberries, too. I, I do crave a little bit of a story, which is lacking. It's the sure. biggest thing that's lacking in all, just across the board, with Knott's Berry Farm. So I'm going to say four out of five boysenberries as well. I mean, four is pretty good. I will say we were lucky that we did not have a very long line. We uh, had no line. We sort of walked straight through. I think that maybe had we uh, had to stop and wait on it, there could have been a story, you know, kind of like oh, Disney, maybe. how 
we get a lot of that through the lines. Yeah, maybe. But I'm not counting on it. No, let's not I'm count not on it. I'm not counting on it. Four out of five. Four out of five is great. Four out of five is really good. We a recommend. Th- a three, obviously, is the average. Sure, yeah. Anything below a three is kind of questionable. Maybe worth skipping. Mm-hmm. Anything over a three is a must. Uh, so then we went, still sticking to the Fiesta Village, we went to La Revolucion. La Revolucion. Uh, Which was more or less just like a, a carnival ride. Yeah, it was. It was a, sort of like an extreme swing ride, I Yeah. Guess? You know those pirate ship rides that swing you back and forth? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like one of those, but instead it's got like a gimbal with chairs on it that also spin you around at the same time. Ugh. Horrifying. totally horrifying i have not felt like i was going to die on a ride in a very long time Uh, yeah at one point i was we were swinging over on one side there's like plant life so there's like a a garden (laughs) so it's like okay whatever if i fall 40 feet i'll land on some soft bushes and i'll live right but then on the other side is just stark concrete concrete and i'm not coming back from that yeah exactly and i thought oh yeah we're all going to this is gonna fail the 16 year old that's running this ride is gonna fuck something up we're going to to die i didn't like it maybe it's unfair because i think i don't like carnival rides fair rides like a gravitron is not for me you know so i'm gonna give this one and a half. Oh, you gave it that low yeah it was pretty low for me i i felt pretty i felt sick after i was i was really worried because that was the second ride of the day and early into the day and i was like if this fucking ride prevents me from eating the way i want to (laughs) eat i am gonna be furious yeah i came here to feast not famine (laughs) and luckily you did well i actually bounced back like a fucking professional (laughs) oh we did of course like a champ uh i rated this a little bit higher i rated it three out of five boysenberries Mm. but let's split the difference and call it a 2.5 out of five boysenberries sure i mean i guess between us both sure if you want some may like this again i think i'm being unfair because i don't like the type of ride it's one of those like tummy busting uh, fair rides. Yeah, and I just don't like any time that I go to a theme park, and uh, besides maybe the carousel in the middle of Fantasyland and Disneyland, mm-hmm. I just hate it when they have just a regular-ass carnival ride <laughs> parading <laughs> itself as a true theme park ride, because there's no theming there. Yeah, this isn't a coaster. This isn't a theme park ride. This isn't even like a dark ride. It's just something you get at like the Orange County Fair. Yeah, exactly. I did like the name Love Revolution, however. That was a pretty fun for it being in the Fiesta Village. So, 2.5 out of 5 boys and berries. 2.5. I think that that's I think that's generous for this a busted-ass fake carnival ride yeah f you man then we went on to the jaguar the jaguar which i barely remember that one yeah yeah it's not <laughs> it's not much to write home about it's like actually the coolest area like the outside looks like a huge aztec temple oh, uh like chichen okay. itza almost okay. you go in they've got like skulls buried in the in the walls they've got statues it's definitely the most themed queue out of anything and then the ride itself is boring as hell was that wait was that also in the fiesta what? yeah it was oh, all, okay. these uh, were all in the same area okay that makes sense yeah again i think this one actually weirdly suffered by us not waiting in line which is such a strange thing to say but like if i were to compare this to a ride at disney the anaheim park i'd compare it to like indiana jones in what they were going for uh the indiana jones line inside is actually is incredible pretty awesome and incredible and i don't even mind wading through it because it's so great so this we kind of sped through we missed uh the design of the line and then the ride itself was a bit boring yeah just a little bit dull however at the very end it did have a couple of jaguar uh yeah jaguar 
statues. Jaguar. Jaguar? Jaguar. Jaguar. People who call it a jaguar is kind of funny. Wait, is that that Southern? I think that's Southern because usually when I, because I have the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, (laughs) who are in obviously Jacksonville, Florida. A lot of people call them the Jaguars. And I I like the British Jaguar. I like that. That's the pronunciation that I prefer. Is that how the British pronounce Jaguar? Yeah. Jaguar? Jaguar. Maybe that's more of a... Are you thinking like Jaguar? No, I don't think so. Like a Jaguar. No, that's how the French would probably do it. I'm oh. talking about like if you buy a Jaguar, like a car, mm. like like a Jag. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard British people say Jaguar. Okay. I know that sounds a little Australian slash Kiwi, but yeah. I think it's great. There are two I Jaguars. I that at- pronunciation. One out of five <laughs> boysenberries. Uh, well, real great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but there are two Jaguars, uh, two Jaguar statues right as the ride ends, and they're trying to dab over the tracks. <laughs> That's pretty great. great. I I couldn't quite get my phone out to get a picture of it, but that was pretty hilarious. And I think that gives it an extra boysenberry. So I'm going to give it three out of five boysenberries. I mean, for the dabs, I give it six out of five boysenberries. (laughs) Perfect. You know, I love a dab. I love uh, a dab. I love a dab ride photo. Oh, you're talking about two different things. I'm saying a dab like they're pounding it out, like they're pounding their fists. Wait, you're talking about dabbing. Oh, dap. Oh, yeah, you're right. Dap. I'm an idiot. Wait a second. So they're dabbing. I forgot dabbing is also a thing. Yeah, so you know dabbing is you can't see it, guys, but I'm It's the Heisman trophy. I'm dabbing yeah, the pose, right now. The annoying thing that all dap, children do. Like, give me some dap. Yeah, dap. Okay, I'm sorry, they're trying to dap over Man. so there's like the, the the roller coaster track, there's two statues, one on either side, and basically their paws are extended <laughs> straight out towards each other, so they're looking like they're trying to dap. Dap. With okay. a P. So we took a very extended eating break <laughs> after we did those three rides because I, I agree with you. I was afraid that like my stomach was not going to be able to handle it. That was my and fear. We, we were not about to take that chance. So we mm-hmm. just stopped doing rides for maybe three hours. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. And then we ate a lot. We'll get back to that. And then we <laughs> went to the Birdcage Theater, which was a melodrama theater. The only daily running melodrama theater left in the country or the world. I forget. Uh, probably the universe. However, I did find out through just a quick Wikipedia search that uh-huh. Steve Martin actually once appeared on the Birdcage Theater stage. So it's got some real cred there. Well, our host called it a melodrama. And I guess it was. It was. It, it depended on. Uh, it was extremely emotional. It was overly emotional, if you sure, will. Sure. Oftentimes, melodramas, if you think of a melodrama, I think of a tearjerker. Yeah. Specifically, but I, I, our host of the show was explaining a melodrama to the audience as if it is dependent upon audience participation, and that I do not think is true. Yeah, it felt more like a vaudeville thing to me. Yeah, uh, which it was, you know, it was kind of fun. That was where we got our our main shade. Of, sure. of Anaheim. Well, for his um, abhorrent lies, I give this zero out of five boys and berries. <laughs> Listen. Listen. I was shocked. Hey, the theater filled up pretty well. That's true. People were having a blast at this show. I think we're kind of tougher critics because we're in the entertainment industry. We are both writers. We know how the sausage is made. Sure. We have a certain expectation for the level of commitment by actors and a level of 
you know, quality of writing. Look, man, once you've seen uh, Disney's Aladdin performed at California Adventure, there's no going back. That's goddamn true. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. It was so good. However, to be fair, I was, you know what? I enjoyed it. The the actors were totally in. They were super committed. And it was a, a retelling of the creation of the Boysenberry. So it was on brand for the Boysenberry Festival. Yeah, it was. Uh, I forget the name. It was called uh, Boysenberry Bedlam. Boysenberry Bedlam. Uh, or <laughs> the villain gets into a real jam. That, you know, it's a good tag. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, yeah, it was just like a quick, like, 20-minute show. Pretty fun. Uh, Sandy hated it. Yeah, Sandy <laughs> wanted to die the entire time. We had a good time. Yeah, we had fun. Like, I'm usually in for, like, cheesy and stupid stuff like that. So, that was kind of my wheelhouse. Like... I knew it was only going to be a 15 to 20 minute experience. So when you know that you you could do almost anything for that long. So I was just in it and it was fine. I thought it was pretty fun. It was fun. The guy in front of us was living his best life. He was having the best time. Well, that was his first day out as well. <laughs> right. Was he in a blast from the past situation? Yeah. Like a Brendan Fraser stuck in a bunker that, for his whole life? What, well, actually, it was Brendan Fraser. <laughs> uh, whoa, really? Yeah. <laughs> Former superstar, Brendan Fraser. Uh, current star. He's on uh, He's on DC's Doom Patrol right true, now. True, true. Shout sh- out Tom Farrell. <laughs> shout out Tom Farrell, writer for Doom Patrol. Uh, <laughs> so after we went to the Birdcage Theater, we did what was my favorite ride ride of the day the calico mine cart you know what i love that red it's great it's one of the only dark rides in this entire theme park a dark ride obviously is like an animatronics heavy you're you go inside place it takes you to a completely different world and the world it took us was a hot smelly mine with a bunch of racially questionable animatronics uh-huh. I felt like I was there when they were first building the park. Yeah. <laughs> you know, felt like a tableau uh, out of real life. It was all about, it was supposed to be maybe educational about mining, but I didn't really learn anything. So mm-hmm. it really, it didn't tell a story per se, but it just was like a ton of animatronic dudes just working away, just doing simple motions to work. Simple motions. Yeah. Speaking of simple motions, as we... Round out the ride. It ends with a gentleman doing a simple motion that appears like he's jerking off at the end of yeah, the ride. Yeah, he's pushing a cart and his teeth are gritted and he's he's, and he's wildly he's flailing his head around. Grunting? Yeah. The whole thing was rapey. I'd do it again. Five out of five, boys and berries. I, it gets five out of five just for the number of animatronics alone. I'm a huge fan of animatronics. Anybody who listens to the show, go back and listen to the Disneyland Storybook Land Canal Boots. <laughs> You'll hear me talk about animatronics there. I fucking love them. They're great. Five out of five boysenberries, boom, shakalaka. Five out of five. I don't need a story for that. I just need a a huge amount of animatronics. And there's one point where you're at the top of the mine, you look down, and there's probably like 30 just right there. I don't care that they're barely doing anything. There's still 30 animatronics in my view at one time. It's great. Moving on to the <laughs> Rio Grande ride train. Wait, ride train. <laughs> we, Come we... on, ride the train. The Rio Grande ride train. Ride it. Uh, it's just a trip around the park. With the legitimate, like, steam train, I think. Well, that's cool. I think Sandy gave us some factoid that it's, like, one of the last operating real trains. And I think she's wrong. I don't know what she means. She said it's, like, one of the last five still running, still existing steam trains in 
the North America or something like that, possibly in the world. Great. Yeah, good for it. It was a very <laughs> slow ride. It was. You know, I'm going to unfairly uh, yet again compare this to the Anaheim Park, as they like to call it, uh, which the train at Disney... I just love it. I have been yelled at by so many friends that we brought to Disney because I've made them wait to take the train. And they all say, Lindsay, it'd be faster to walk there. And I'm like, it's not about walking there. It's about the experience. The train is a ride in itself. And the train is a ride in itself oh, at hell Disney. Yeah. There are dioramas. It's kind You get of- giant animatronic T-Rex, a giant animatronic Stegosaurus fighting Giant each other. animatronics. It's amazing. If you can ever time it out that you're on the train when the fireworks are happening, you can see the fireworks as you go through. Like, uh, It's a small world. It's, oh, it's great. It's amazing. Uh, and here's the thing. The train actually does act as a mode of transportation, getting you from different parts of the park if, if you did choose to use it at the Anaheim Park. Here, <laughs> you start at one part of the park of the train you loop around and then you end at the same part so you don't actually go anywhere no and you don't get to see shit you don't see you just get to see the backsides of ugly buildings that they use for their show buildings and stuff (laughs) so you don't even get to see anything however they do entertain you a little bit there's a duo of bandits you know what that's pretty fun all i could think was they're at work right now yeah (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Was it, was it Wichita? Wichita, and I didn't actually catch the guy's name. We got a guy and a girl. Wichita was the girl. She was a bumbling dummy, uh, uh, like basically like a brand new bandit who didn't know how to do anything. Great. And then the other guy with her was the one telling her, no, that's not how you do it. You know what? Here, here, here it comes. Here we go. You know what? Time's up. This reminds me of the play because I was thinking like, man, way to make her the dummy. Why couldn't he be the dummy and she could be the one like explaining to him how to really do a holdup? Then it makes me think of the play that we saw, which because of the audience participation, there were certain characters that when they came out, we either had to like boo or hiss or like cheer. And one of the characters was a lady in red who every time she came out, the audience just had to go hubba hubba. Woo. Ooh, and yeah, whistle. Or cat call and her and literally way. we were we were told to cat call. And all I was thinking was like, man, I feel like we really are kind of like stuck in another time in this park. Yeah, I feel like the gender politics of Knott's Berry Farm are perhaps in the need of an update. They kind of are. And I mean, look, it's a theme park. I'm all for having fun, whatever. And maybe it's these troubling times. I'm just too sensitive to it. But Sandy and I, you know, John sort of sitting there, we're going with it. And Sandy and I gave each other this look like, Ooh, where are we right now? Women, am I right? Well, to be <laughs> fair, on the train, later I saw it driving past us and I saw this, the bandits going again. Uh-huh. And it was a different duo. Like it was a, two different actors. And they were okay. both men in that case. So I think it's just, it's not specifically like oh here's the dumb woman doing it it just happens to be whoever is on shift at that time i'm sure she plays the main one sometimes too i bet they flip it around sure look i'm not here as a liberal snowflake trying to police the bandits on this train at knott's berry farm except i am and i think that we could switch it up a little guys I'm, I, i'd like to think that they do but i enjoyed the little bit of a show that we got because sure. thank god for that because it's certainly no diorama of the grand canyon of of the primordial world yeah i kind of don't understand the point of it if if it doesn't take you to another area of the park and mind you the park is very small but if it doesn't act as a mode of transportation like a train would if there is nothing to see then really you're just on a train car looping around so that these actors can come and and do a stick up you see a little bit of the rest of the park like we went past the boardwalk area we saw like 
part of Accelerator, which is, which is another roller coaster. And you see little parts of it, but it really isn't enough of an attraction to even really exist. You could probably just have the trains sitting there all the time and have people right. almost like a museum and not run it. But, you know, I, it counts as an attraction, so I thought I'd bring it up. It's an attraction. You know what, though? I guess I do appreciate a good theme park sit break, like a tiki room. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. This, I think, was like the tiki room of Knott's Berry Farm, where the point of this is you tell your family, you tell yourself you're going on an attraction, but really you're just, you just want to go someplace and sit for a few minutes. Oh, yeah, for so sure. This was a perfectly good sit break. Yeah. Did we rate it? Did we rate oh, the train? Oh, sorry, the train... One Eight point, out of five boys and berries. 1.5 out of five boys and berries, <laughs> I would say. I agree. I give it I give it one. I give it one Just out of five boys and berries. For historical value. Uh, and for the band for the fact that they even put like thought to put actors on the car with you as well. For cool. the extreme unforgivable misogyny, I give it one <laughs> out of five boys and berries. Well, then we're on to the Calico Logging Company, which is the Splash Mountain that's the log flume ride. True. Also a standout. Also very animatronic heavy. You know what? I loved that one. That was actually my favorite ride of the day. My only qualm with the ride was that we rushed by all the animatronic scenes too fast. Like the Calico mine car is a very deliberately paced. We even like the mine car even stops at one point just to look at something for a few minutes and then keeps moving. This, however, we were rushing past all of these scenes of animatronics. And I'm like, I want to see an animatronic wolf. I want to see an animatronic bear. I want to see an animatronic (laughs) prospector. Blink and you miss it. That's kind of a blanket. uh, I think a blanket statement for all of the rides at Knott's was that they were just too fast. Uh, but not too furious. But not too furious. Uh, I feel like every ride, I mean, some of the coasters were obviously designed to be super fast, but there were like 20 second rides. I, oh, yeah. We'll no get to one joke. very soon. And this ride, uh, we were fucking zooming on that log. Like there was no time to look at the animatronics near the water. I don't know if they like turned it up. I don't know if it was to get through the rides faster, if there weren't that many logs running, but we were zooming past. And I kind of, what I love about the Anaheim Park uh, is that the anticipation really builds up with Splash Mountain. You're on that boat for a while. It's a long ride. You're slowly cranking your way up, waiting for the big fall. Uh, this, you zoom past. All of a sudden, we were at the bottom. But I will say one thing I much prefer to Splash Mountain on this ride is that your gooch does not get devastated. No, you do not get quite as soaked. <gasps> we got a little wet, but it wasn't sure. that bad at all. No, the last few times I've been on Splash Mountain in Disney, various times of year, buckets of water are poured into the ride, usually at waist level. <laughs> right. So I end up being dry from the head down, which, like, I'm all, I don't care. Like, get my hair wet, it's fine. If I get on a splash ride, I know, as the sign says, you're gonna get wet. But to have my, like, jeans and underwear and socks and shoes soaked for the rest of the day is just fucking misery. So this ride, I thought it was awesome. I wish it had been slower because it was so awesome. And I'm glad I, I got a little splash, but yeah. not soaked. It was it was hot during that part of the day. It was actually one of the few rides we actually had to wait for, I think because it was the warmest point of the day and everybody wanted to get that little bit of a respite from a the ride. Yeah. And also they wanted to see a little bit of a story of the logging company of the Calico area love learning about the logging company the logging company i learned so much the thing that actually stuck with me was there was one giant scene that jesus christ we 
must have gone by it in like about two seconds. <laughs> I probably flat. missed it. I don't even know what you're talking about. There's a giant scene where it's like tons of guys. There's a guy uh, actually like doing the thing where the logs in the water and he's rolling on the log with his feet, mm-hmm. which is uh, you don't see that kind of animatronic a lot. Where he's he was actually like floating above the log. Do you remember him at all? No joke. Okay. I a thousand percent do not know what you're talking about. But they were doing like logging competitions, like lumberjack competitions. That's cool. And I then wish like I seen it. way ass deep in that scenario, there was like a, a house with a little boy and a woman just sort of standing there on the house. And I think the woman may have had some binoculars or something on her. Oh, and what's I'm like, she what's, looking at? Yeah, what's the story there? I want to know what's their background. Like, what's the tale? There's just like a naked animatronic at the house across from her. And oh she's yeah, just peeking in. That sounds great. I. I I seriously didn't catch it because I was trying to I was trying to take it all in, but we were moving so quickly that I don't think I got to see everything on the ride. I wish I could have done it again. Yeah, I, w- I would love to. I would love. That's the only reason I would want to go back to boys, uh, to not just Boysenberry Festival, even though that would be okay too. To Knott's Berry Farm is to kind of take in this and take in the Calico Mine Train a little bit more, and to hit the couple of rides that we did miss, mm-hmm. uh, which we just chose not to do after eating as much as we had. We just couldn't handle anymore. Yeah. By the end of the day, we had enough time to probably do one or two had we snuck in because it was the end of the night. But this one is definitely one I would recommend. I would want to go on it again. Uh, Oh, and by the way, we when we bought our tickets to this, we were very tempted to get annual passes to Knott's Berry Farm because it's like forty five (laughs) dollars to get the ticket or ninety dollars for the rest of the year. We were like. Well, shit, we might as well just do that. Yeah, but I'm glad we didn't. Uh, yeah, that being said, <laughs> I'm pretty a, happy with our choice. Yeah, I think this is, for me, I think this is a once a year experience. Yeah. I loved our experience. This, this is why it's great. I don't know that I need to come again for another no. full calendar year. I'm good. And, and, and yes, that may be saying that like, oh, here's why it's great. You guys should be just like bumping it up and we may go back for not scary farm later this year who knows i would love to try that out because i'm all about all those uh annual halloween things Mm. my dream scenario is to go to all of the halloween things that we have around here annually well just as soon as we win the lottery we will i I know it's expensive but it's (laughs) universal halloween horror nights not scary farm disney has like a mickey's halloween at the queen mary ship in long beach there's dark harbor yeah which is another amazing there's fright fest at Six Flags, Oof. and I know I, it's like that's the one that I don't want to go to. And I think that Neil Patrick Harris usually has some sort of attraction, like escape room slash live theater thing that he does every year. I forget the name of it right that now, sounds great. but man, I want to do just all of it. I want to go to all the escape rooms. I want to do just Halloween. I want to do it up big one year. Yeah, here's we, what we once, will do. Once we do the lottery, yeah, <laughs> once we well, do the lottery. We'll make a list. We'll talk about it. Look, we always do Halloween Horror Nights. We try oh, yeah. to. It's front the of the line, baby. I kind of would rather go to Halloween Horror Nights front of the line. Then do like five attractions. Regular. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, hey, we should plug. This isn't. This is not a Halloween podcast. No, no. But we should plug a Warner Brothers horror made here. Oh, that's the that's the one I was forgetting about. They we went to it last year and the year before. They've only done it twice, and I loved it. I'm so excited for it again this year. You sort of forget how many horror properties Warner Brothers has. Uh, they have Freddy Krueger. They have the entire Conjuring universe. They, they have, have Jason Voorhees. They have, well, do they? I mean, I guess they do. Yeah, they, New Line Cinema. Oh, New Line. Right. So J- they have New Line, which is such a prolific horror pr- production company. So they have Jason. So they have like a Camp Crystal Lake. They have the entire Conjuring universe. They have Annabelle. They have The Nun. They have It, guys. Oh, yeah. So they have so many horror properties and it made for... 
like such an awesome experience. Maybe we shouldn't advertise it because I feel like what was great was that it wasn't packed. It wasn't insane. Oh, yeah. But I love it. I cannot wait. To yeah, go they do it, it all on the back lot and they create it out of the back lot of, of Warner Brothers and it's such a cool experience. And they also did like a Terror Tram tour-ish thing. Oh, I guess so that was, fun. That was looped in. They have a whole area called the Swamp in the back of Warner Brothers uh-huh. that is a legitimate. They have like a little pond that's there. It's all legitimate yeah. woods. It's where they used to shoot uh, True Blood. Yeah, they have Merlots. Uh, yeah, Merlots at the, at, uh, is like basically like a little camp. Uh, they turn it into Merlots for True Blood, but you walk around there and you're by yourself. Usually the Universal things, everyone's packed in together. Right. But you were, we were, compl- it was me, you, and Sandy once again. <laughs> the bring, bring party of three. Yep, bring party of three. <laughs> and it was the three of us walking through this thing. It's just us and like Freddie and Jason popping out of the woods. Like the legit woods. It was horrifying. It was so great it was wonderful not express it enough and my favorite person was probably the uh the girl that was in like a cheerleader outfit she was turned around (laughs) so we couldn't see her and we thought it was like oh here's gonna be a bloody kid and she turns around but it's freddie and she's got the glove and everything it's got freddie's that's so good what's this podcast about i don't know probably some boys and berries we haven't even really gotten to the the main attraction which is the food i know i'm all right so we're gonna we're gonna run through a couple of uh real quick okay oh by the way calico logging company Five out of five boysenberries. You know what? Yeah, five out of five. Five out of five. No, well, you I'm know sorry. Four, Four out, of five. out of five. It's too fast. Too fast, too furious. If it slowed it down a little bit, gave us a little time to soak in some of these wacky characters Sick. throughout, then it would be perfect. All right, so we're going to run through. We started doing a bunch of roller coasters. Sandy and Lindsay were not super into it. I nope. made them go do them. So here we go. Hang time. You go up a 90-degree <sighs> angle, and then they and you come around the bend, and you're basically staring down at an over 45-degree angle, and they just let you sit there for a second. And then it's like a roller coaster that on the game Roller Coaster Tycoon, it's like you let a kid design it off the top of his head. It's the <sighs> wildest, wackiest thing you've ever done in your life. Five out of five. It was awesome. Okay. I learned something about myself today. And I think it's that roller coasters give me a lot of anxiety. I did not know that about you until we were there. And yes, yesterday I realized that while we were getting on this and you were you were apoplectic, you were about to have a heart attack. I love theme parks. I love Disney coasters, which, you know, those aren't like extremely unsafe throw reds. I think this started because a few years ago we went to Six Flags and I had sort of a malfunction on X2, which is already a scary, scary ride. The place is run by like 14 year olds. They barely check your seatbelt. You're kind of just like doing it all in a wing and a prayer. And during that ride, it flips you forward and my seatbelt loosened. And it loosened a couple of inches and I dropped a little bit and I spent the ride like holding myself into the ride thinking I was going to die. So ever since then, it's kind of like, oh, what am I doing to myself? I don't want to go this way. I don't want to be some idiot that dies in a roller coaster. Yeah. And so this ride, which look, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say five out of five as well, because if you love roller coasters, this is probably the most thrilling roller coaster that you could do definitely in Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. Uh, Maybe in this sort of like LA area because you're, you know how most roller coasters like hold you down there. You're covered. Your chest is covered. You're sort of locked in. It's like shoulder harness. Shoulder harness. Right, right, right. So you're like really locked in. So even if it's scary, you feel pretty secure. This is just like a lap bar and a lap seatbelt. Yeah. And And you're really exposed. Your whole top half of your body is completely exposed to wiggle around. Your arms are completely free. Your body's completely free to lean forward. You just feel like you're going to fucking slip out of that thing. My eyes were closed the entire time. I couldn't enjoy it, but I recognized that it was thrilling and it was awesome. 
I give yeah. it a five for my personal self. I give it a zero. <laughs> I give it five out of five. It was friggin' awesome. I would definitely do that. The, what I was saying all day when we were there, it's like, I haven't yet seen the like must ride of this park. That's and a must ride. That's a must ride. I would actually say like the log flume ride is fun enough to say that that's also a must ride for different reasons. Yeah. My only qualm about this ride is it's not very long. It's super short. Again, yeah, they're all short. This is probably one of the longer coasters, though. Maybe it just felt long because I thought I was going to die. But yeah. also, uh, one cool thing that was terrible for me, but might be cool for most, is that uh, it really builds up anticipation because the first part of the ride is you're sort of flat on your back. The ride tips backwards. And then a cable slowly pulls you up to the top of the ride before you are then leaned forward to hang there for about 20 seconds which is basically the length of the ride once yeah. you get going and so it really builds up anticipation which makes it super thrilling it and was, also it, you think about life yeah, a lot and yeah. death it all flashes before your eyes um, and like who's gonna watch harper when i when i go and john and john doesn't wake up in the morning to give her her kibbles who's, oh, gonna, yeah. who's gonna feed She's her breakfast not, who's gonna feed what's her gonna breakfast what's gonna ha- who's tonight. gonna get my prius c that's not yet paid off oh, do you so inherit do, the debt do i live do i live in the scenario so you die alone well, we're both on the car so oh yeah no you probably made it uh then i guess i inherit all your prius and all your debt that's marriage but uh we talk about life going over in a flash of an eye you want to talk about something going by in a flash you want to ride the accelerator a 20 yeah. second ride 10 seconds maybe i counted it when we were in line it was 27 seconds My from God. takeoff to landing and there's not a lot to say here. It's very exciting. Uh, I would give it four out of five boys and berries just for the launch because the, I've been on launch coasters before. The Incredicoaster at Disney's California Adventure has a fun launch. I've been on them before. They're really fun. This is the most intense launch I've ever been on. They are very explicit in the video beforehand saying you have to lean your head back. If your head goes above the headrest, you can't even ride the ride. It will kill you. Yeah, usually these rides, we actually saw a poor <laughs> a couple of kids get turned away from the hang ride. Yes, because the uh, they're too little. Because they're too little. Usually that's the thing, right? It's you have to be this tall to ride. So the first thing that I noticed when we got in line was you need to be this short to ride. And that was... <laughs> a bit unsettling yeah. you cannot be above a certain height yeah you couldn't be above like six foot eight or something like that i forget the exact number uh, of inches. i think it was shorter than that because your head would stick like our heads were basically like right where they needed to be before they would uh ostensibly get blown off <laughs> when the ride starts but it was pretty exciting that being said so i give it four out of five boys yeah, and berries i give it three the the most exciting part was the launch but it was seriously you wait in line for a significant amount of time and then for the ride from start to finish to be 27 seconds is insane yeah and i and one of the times we went there we tried to ride accelerator and it was like a two and a half hour wait if i waited two and a half hours and there was a 20 second ride i'd be furious pissed i was i was mad we waited 30 minutes for a 20 second yeah. ride yeah i was a little i wasn't super three stars happy it. it was exciting all right uh, fair it enough. was too three fast st- too furious too fast and literally too furious. So the next ride you did not go on. I went on. It was called the Supreme no. Scream. It's a 300-foot drop ride. Just your typical fair ride. It just takes you up, drops you down, and does a couple like that. It's much like Tower of Terror at Disney's California Adventure, now known as Guardians of the Galaxy colon Mission Breakout. I give it the 3 out of 5. It was very pleasant. Like, I got to the top of it, and I'm not, like, a huge fan of heights. Uh, I was a little like, oh, shit, we're going to fall a really long way. But outside of the initial jolt of falling, 
Very pleasant. Yeah, it was fun to watch you and Sandy do it. Yeah, it was a great view of the greater Los Angeles area. We were uh, positioned perfectly for the sunset. It was quite lovely. So I give that one three out of five boysenberries. And then we are to our final ride of the day. Man, we rode a lot. We did ride a lot. This is... this is insane because we ate th- four times as many attractions oh, yeah. as we rode. Buckle in, folks. This ride, this podcast is not nearly over because we got to talk about food next. Oh, God. All right. So we got the the Silver Bullet, which is Sandy's favorite ride of the park. It's a hanging coaster. So you're sitting down. You're, you have the shoulder harness, but your feet are dangling for this one. We sat in the very back. We, made a, we met a nerdy kid who was very into Knott's Berry Farm. And very into John. And very into me. I, I met a friend, guys. Didn't catch his name, but we really connected on a lot of levels. We both love theme parks. We both love roller coasters. He gave me all the tips and tricks, like, oh, you got to watch out for this launch. You got to watch Sandy out for this break. And I refused to engage. Yep. They like literally the did not look at him. horrible women that we are. You did not look at him. I don't go to the Knott's Berry Farm Boys and Berry Festival to make friends, okay? <laughs> it's hard enough sharing food with two other people. I'm not adding a fourth. <laughs> That's less bites for me. That's fair enough. But it was a, it was a good ride and we were stuck in the very very back which according to my friend gave you the best tailwind i don't know how that works but sure uh i couldn't see anything it was a very twisty turny ride through a lot of area i feel like it it was definitely the longest ride of the day other than the calico mine train which is like a 45 minute long long ride (laughs) um and uh it was cool it was twisty turny four out of five boysenberries for me so I mentioned that I prefer the shoulder harness rides because I feel like I'm a little more secure. I'm going to give this a three because I felt less secure in this. And I don't know if you'll remember this, but when the ride took off, there was this weird sort of jolt, like a malfunction, like something wasn't right. And then it smoothed itself out. The entire coaster had this sort of panicked, right when that happened. Right. And then we shot back off uh, and it was fine. But I spent the ride thinking I was going to die. And the harness, I don't think, was in enough for me because I I was being thrown around like a fucking rag doll and i'm not like a particularly petite woman so to like be catching wind and be like coming inches off of the seat with the shoulder harness where i could like fit a can of cola between my buttocks and the seat it felt unsafe i don't guys don't ride this one it's not safe Okay, well, we're going to bump the score down to 3.5. Zero out of five boysenberries. 3.5 out of five boysenberries. But I could see how it could be fun. It was pretty entertaining. But also, I was sort of rided out at that point. Like, I had been on so many coasters, and we didn't even go on all the coasters. There were at least three other roller coasters we skipped because we wanted more food. Maybe you did. I barely ate. <laughs> well, speaking of food, oh, here let's, we go. let's launch into it. We're just going to go down the list. We're not going to go well, from like favorite to least favorite. Let's start with the the beginning, which was our arrival. When you first walk into Knott's, there's a stand for the Boysenberry Festival where they're selling tasting cards. It took everything in me to convince us we didn't need three tasting cards uh, because a card, I think, was $35. Yes. But it includes eight tabs and eight eight food items yes it's a plastic thing on a lanyard it's a plastic card on a lanyard with eight tabs surrounding it on one side it's got a list of the boysenberry foods available on the back it's got a convenient little map for you to find your way to the different foods honestly pretty good deal right very good deal. great deal so between me john and sandy we got two of those cards that's 16 food items to share uh but we didn't stop there because there is a lengthy list of food items that were not included in the tasting cards in fact i've got a 
map here, and let me switch to my other map. Okay. Here's some ASMR <gasps> action for you. John's gonna switch to his map. He's opening his map, and he's looking at. I've opened the Boysenberry specific map. That's mostly just a map of Ghost Town, USA. I'm gonna call it Ghost it's, Town, USA. The map is covered in food crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, I got like full Boysenberry stuck to this thing. So, in addition to the 14 items that are available. For the tasting cards, there's an additional 16 items just on this list <laughs> that are available at other areas of the park. And that's not even to mention other year-round boysenberry treats that are spread just throughout all of Knott's Berry Farm. So, one to start, I will say that having 30-plus boysenberry-inspired foods for the Boysenberry Festival to try is awesome. Yeah, really impressive. That's super fun. Yeah. We were really excited about it. Yeah, and we got here because, again, the plans, as you found out from our intro, were sort of impromptu. We were like, we woke up, we had a, uh, a free day and decided kind of on a whim to go. So we didn't eat anything. We specifically did not eat before arriving in the park. No. And so we showed up starving. I insisted that we go straight to the boysenberry grilled cheese. Yes. Which was at the, uh, the Grizzly something or other in Camp Snoopy. Man, I loved it. It was, as you would imagine, it's a grilled cheese sandwich with a boysenberry flavored bread, buttered and cooked with, uh, I think at least just a cheddar cheese and slathered with a boysenberry jam with boysenberries in the jam. like More like preserves, I guess you could say. A healthy portion of boysenberry preserves. I thought I think uh, to represent Sandy, I think Sandy and I both thought it was all right. You guys split one. We did. I ate mine all by myself because <laughs> I'm a big boy. Well, we wanted to, I mean, we wanted to just fit in as much as we possibly could. So we ended up having to, we ended up, the three of us ended up do, going splitsies for the majority of these. Yeah, for a but lot of them. Let's be honest, we're monsters and got a lot of things on our own as uh, well. Yeah, it was, it was insane. But this was actually like what I felt was like a really good start to the day. It, it set the precedent for what would follow with most of these boys and meals which is a nice blend of sweet and salty usually some sort of savory element with the boysenberry on top of it this one was one of the more with the actual fruit involved yeah the jam itself was really good i don't know i kind of think for me it was kind of just like a basic grilled cheese with boysenberry jam inside of it which was tasty you're wrong you're an asshole five out of five boysenberry just kidding just kidding wow well you think he works for knott's bear (laughs) the misogynistic (laughs) capital of the world we had a we i felt like it was a good start to the day i felt like i know you guys didn't enjoy it as much as me i also love a grilled cheese sandwich yeah it was I guess I'm just saying it was all right. It was a little basic, right? It's like you come to the festival. Some of these foods are pretty exciting. So it, it was what you think it is. It's a grilled cheese with boysenberry jam in it. It was so pretty good. can we maybe agree on a 3.5 out of 5 boysenberries? We can do that. Fine. 3.5 out of 5 boysenberries, folks. I give I, and I, just, I give and I give. It's it's a great start to your day. It's just a, it revs up the engines, yeah. revs up your hunger a little start bit. Start with something light, like an entire grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> with boysenberry jam if you're going to do the boysenberry jam festival okay and then our first tab item is a boysenberry elote which is the grilled street corn delicious okay it was something that i was not that excited about i didn't even want to waste one of our tabs on it because it was just corn and i can get corn anywhere we can grill corn at home it was delicious i give it five out of five boysenberries let's describe it a little bit it's not just corn Right. Well, you know, it's on paper. It's like, oh, a stick of corn grilled in like a boysenberry butter with some cotija cheese. 
You're you're right. right. It sounds with, good. With on top of it, what they added this year to make it a little bit more Instagram worthy, uh, which are the words of the ladies running the joint, the very <laughs> odd ladies running the joint. They were everybody that ran these booths was very strange. Everyone is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> very odd. Uh, they said that they added this to be Instagram worthy, but it's like a purple boysenberry uh, tortilla, like crushed tortillas that oh. were purple. But it just like gave it a little something, something. It was like something nice to look at. So delicious. The boysenberry butter, delicious. Which you can get year round at Knott's Berry Farm, by oh, the way. Good that's to know. that's what you can get when you go to the chicken place. That's what you put on your biskies. On your yeah, on, on your, your biskies and your chickies and your chicky tendies. Uh, no, it was honestly it was amazing. Like the grilled street corn was delicious. Highly recommend. Yeah, five out of five. Amelies. I'm gonna sound like a like a broken record, but sweet and salty. Mwah. So nice. Delish. So nice. And then we moved on to our boysenberry sausage on a bun. Okay, this was one of the things that brought us to the dance as well. As Sandy had described the float, which we'll get to, uh, she had also told us that her favorite thing at the Boysenberry Festival in years past was this boysenberry sausage, grilled sausage. I'm not a huge, like, sausage bratwurst person. I, this was an instance where I was like, let's get one, and the three of us split it. And these two yokels were like, no, we each need a full bratwurst. Sandy was smart, skipped the bun. I wasn't. No, neither was I. I am a huge lover of hot dogs, sausages, bratwurst. So I was like, F that. I'm not going to fucking have, I'm not going to split three ways. Not only am I going to eat all of mine, I'm going to have a bite of yours as well (laughs) because I am a monster. Uh, I was so hungry at that point too because we ate the grilled cheese, went on our few first rides and then came back to this. So this is our first one back and my hunger has just, was about to consume me. It's true. It was funny. It was like, oh, we're not going to be able to do it. But every time I ate something new, it just ignited a fire within to have something else. I think I just like prepared, man. I knew what this day was going to be. I'd talked to myself about it. I was like, look, guys, guys, guys are my organs. It's like, look, guys, (laughs) this is what we're doing. We're going to go hard. We're going to go fast. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to think about it. We're going to consume as much as we can. We'll deal with the consequences later. We'll have a glass of water before bed. And that's all we did. And we felt great this morning. Yeah. And last night. Or maybe Thank God not. we have two bathrooms. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> so this this was really a pretty good sausage. I ended up getting it with all the condiments that came with it, which were a boysenberry mustard, a boysenberry ketchup, Delicious. and boysenberry relish. Amazing. Now, the Ketchup mostly just tasted like regular ketchup. Ketchup is already inherently sweet. The boysenberry just makes it a little bit sweeter. Honestly, the mustard I didn't care for because it didn't taste... It was purple, but it didn't taste very mustardy at all. I didn't it, try that one. I'm not a mustard person yeah, at all. It didn't taste like mustard enough, so it just tasted like more of the ketchup. However, that relish, though, and I'm not a relish guy. I'm not either. I was scared to try it. I'm not a relish person. Sandy insisted that we try it. It made the sausage. It made it. It's what took it from what would have probably been, because it also came on in just a regular-ass wheat bun. Yeah. So not a great vessel for it. Probably would have been like a two boysenberries out of five to at least a 3.5 to four oh, was that, that relish. Oh, but the relish knocked it up. The relish really kicked it up a notch because it tasted like relish, but also tasted tasted like boysenberries and again i'm not a huge relish fan but that sweetness coming through there was great it was really good it It was was really good and yeah pro tip from our pal sandy she goes to this thing every single year she's a local she grew up in the torrance area and that's about 20 minutes away from knott's berry farm so she goes every year but yeah get it without the bun save that room 
Save the room. Consume, consume more. Talk to your organs. Save Let the them room. Know. Consume, consume, consume. Let them know what's happening. Tell them to spread out a little bit. They're going to have to make room for mama. And <laughs> at that same stand, they had boysenberry chili, which is our first dud of the day. I know. Well, did we even rate the sausage? Oh, well, I gave it a four out of five boysenberries. What I'll would give, you well, say? I'll give it a three and a half, but that's unfair. It's like me and coasters. It's, I'm not like a big, I'm not a big sausage girl, <laughs> um, despite what you may have heard. <laughs> 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 I give it a three and a half. I thought I was pretty good the relish took it up a notch yeah absolutely the chili this was one we got one chili for the three of us to share three three spoons one cup uh so we could each have a bite i thought it was terrible it was not great it was boysenberry chili and a boysenberry bread bowl which sounds great yeah we we initially took the top of the bread bowl and split it into thirds i tasted the bread i was like there's not really any boysenberry flavor however and this would happen a couple other times throughout the day there was like a boysenberry aftertaste which i really enjoyed so i was like ah, that's pretty good and the and the bread was like purplish but the chili itself was just straight up bad yeah we ended up the theme of the day we ended up sitting with a couple of weirdos (laughs) (laughs) go figure we're at knott's berry farm we shared a shaded table with a few uh weirdos and uh one couple just kept saying over and over it's just like a bowl of ketchup it tastes like a bowl of ketchup and it's true i just just like i took a spoonful of ketchup and ate it it was really gross and it was cold and it was not good yeah not good and that was the only time where they actually put fresh boysenberries on it so i was really excited oh well we'll i'm assuming you'll post photos because we took eight thousand of them that was i think probably one of the more visually appealing of the meals it was a really beautiful presentation in like the boysenberry bread bowl it was topped with the cheese it had two like beautiful boysenberries placed on top i was really excited to try it. Yeah, it looked really good. Um, uh, but, but I yeah. give it zero out of five boysenberries. I give it zero out of five boysenberries. This is the Agreed. only thing I'm going to say that like just avoid it outright. Totally. I think Not this is it. the only thing of the day that was terrible. Which is good to say considering how much we have left <laughs> that we're going to eat. Oh my god. I don't know how I'm not even going to ask it's how insane. many we've had so far. It's insane. Whereas the chili was the most visually appealing. Okay. But the worst, I'm going to go next. We had one of the least visually appealing, but one of the best bites of the day. Are you talking flank steak? I'm talking flank steak, baby. This is flank steak with cream cheese boysenberry sauce. That doesn't even sound good. It do- well, we have the, a couple of those weirdos to thank. <laughs> yeah. Because another uh, couple sitting at the table tried to make friends with us. It's my least favorite thing. I'm, I don't know why. I don't know why everyone's so damn friendly at this don't place. Don't talk to us. It's not, that's we should not have been glad. Saving. They were the only other adults at the entire park everything else was just teenagers uh well this gentleman apropos of nothing not apropos of nothing apropos of us eating this shitty ketchup chili told us you know the thing that you have to have you have to have is the flank steak with cream cheese topping that was not on our personal list to try no not at all and then he talked it up so much we're like you know what when in knott's berry and we went and got it and good lord it was great it was delicious you'll see it on the instagram you'll probably see it on the twitter on the facebook and you're gonna look at this thing and be like what it looks like grimace jizz <laughs> on it a piece of meat visually unappealing it looks gross but let me tell you what there's something very buttery <laughs> about the cream cheese sauce it's buttery it's sweet it's a little savory delicious the flank steak itself was cooked very well on an open grill it also came with a couple of little fingerling potatoes Great. that were the best bite of the day they were buttery they were just like perfectly cooked i uh Lindsay and i shared one and then we gave sandy the other one because we are uh saints and yeah. uh the other I, potato you mean yeah the, the potato slathered it in that cream cheese sauce and holy shit wowie zowie that was the best it was it was also one of the more um like boysenberry forward things because i think a lot of the meals 
were just like a regular thing with a boysenberry sauce on top. Yeah. You know? And this was like, uh, like the steak tasted like it was marinated in boysenberry. Uh-huh. The cream cheese was like a boysenberry sauce. It was really, really good. I really liked my bites. It was the most creative use of boysenberry because like you said, it, it's like they have a boysenberry barbecue sauce that yeah. I think is like a standard thing that they sell all year round. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think you're totally right that half of the things we eat were just like something you could just make just like or buy. like fries with and boysenberry then, like, barbecue sauce. Here's some boysenberry sauce on it. Now it's a boysenberry fest thing. So this was a really creative use of it. It definitely utilized the boysenberry flavor very well. The boysenberry flavor stuck in your tongue. <laughs> five out of five boysenberries from this one. I give it five out of five boysenberries. Now like, those weirdos were right. The, <laughs> you got to give them credit where credits too. You could tell they were locals. They must like live they at the houses. They were a couple of local yokels. Yeah, they sure were. This was actually my favorite eating break because we moved from one location to get our our bread bowl of chili <laughs> and our sausages to another location just to sit and eat more. Uh, this was where we had the flank steak, and we also had what was my favorite thing was the boysenberry barbecue pulled pork fries. Now we should say this is not on the tasting card. So even though we have already consumed this much food and we had more cards to go, we decided we should add something. And I'm so glad we did. Anybody who has listened to the Guy Fieri episode knows my affinity for pulled pork barbecue sandwiches. That extends to pulled pork fries. We also happened to get a fresh batch of fries. We had to wait like an extra five, ten minutes to get it. it. Holy shit, it was good. That was probably my favorite, other favorite thing of the day. This was like my favorite duo was the flank steak with the pulled pork. It was basically just a normal barbecue pulled pork fry thing. Yeah, it was good. I I think I did describe it to you guys as this is something that we could probably get at any food truck, you know, like an outdoor movie. So I don't think it was specifically special to the boysenberry festival. It did have like a boysenberry barbecue sauce. Um, It was really tasty, but only because it was kind of standard like street food fare. I give it three and a half. Oh, see, I would give it five out of five, but I'm a huge barbecue fan. I love pulled pork. I love like if we went to an outdoor movie or went to a food truck, that's absolutely what i would order totally so it's maybe a little unfairly stacked in its favor but so i will honestly take it down you don't have to i will recognize the fact that we could get this almost anywhere and have no difference in flavor probably because barbecue sauce is sweet like i said before so i'm gonna give it a 4.5 out of 5 boysenberries but god damn it was good it's pretty good and maybe it's only because it was coming right immediately it was on the heels of the flank steak uh that was so great and creative and delicious and Uh this was like it's french fries with pulled pork on top, which is as good. It was delicious. It was just so good. So after this, we decided to take a little walk. I think we were on our way to a ride. Barely. But we (laughs) made it like six steps in one direction and ended up landing on a bench that we spent the next hour and a half there. Why do you think we had to sit down at a bench? We can't just say, oh, here's what we ate. We have to give the full tale of what this was. We passed by a place that had boysenberry uh, jerk chicken wings. So we we said, you know what? Let's just grab this real quick. While we're on our way, we were looking for a pizza place. So it's not as if we weren't looking for more food. We were like, okay, let's get this real quick. We uh, we got the wings. We sat down. We ate them. Yeah, there were four. I think uh, it came with four wings. So we're like, oh, great. Each of us will have a wing so we can try it. Again, we want to consume as much as we can. 
Uh, so we each had a wing. The wings were fine. They were fine. They were fine. They were wings with the boysenberry barbecue sauce. Three Again, out of five boysenberries. There's not a lot to say there. I would give it to. Uh, it was were, a standard boysenberry sauce. The wings were fine. Yeah, I've the, had better actually, wings you know than Buffalo Wild Wings and Pizza Hut. You know what? You got a good point there. They were a little dried out for what they were. Yeah. So let's say two out of five boysenberries. So we sat there, and this is around the time, if anyone recalls the uh, the Star Wars trailers just come out and I realized I had not had a chance to watch it yet so, so I decided to watch it at a theme park sitting in a theme a loud ass <laughs> theme park we also saw a group of girls there was one girl crying there were all a bunch of young girls with uh, French braids yes yeah, well I believe that they were crying because they all showed up with the exact same French braid hairstyle <laughs> and they were really upset because that's supposed to be Tina's day yeah and, and what started out as three ended up with eight there All were... of them looking exactly the same. <gasps> we were trying to figure out what was going on. I was just so like deep into the, whatever was happening. But one of them, who I believe was the alpha, uh, she was in tears, crying. And she was being just like hugged and pet by everyone. And they were all on their sparkly iPhones. And so I wasn't leaving that bench until I got some information. And we ended up not getting any because the conflict had resolved itself. By the time they finally made their way past our bench, they were kind of happy-go-lucky again. I was pretty bummed about that. But I, you know what? While we waited. <laughs> While we waited, I needed to go wash my hands and have a bathroom break. So I got up to go use the restroom. I come back. And what's happened? I round a corner. <laughs> These two bitches have gotten themselves some yummies. Well, from, uh, listen, from our point of view, uh, we the three of us had had a discussion like, you know what? Let's stop eating. Let's go take some calm rides. No more. John, you go to the bathroom. When By the time you get back, we'll be ready to go do, I think at that point, we're going to do the Calico the Mine calico. Train. I we was wanted something gunning, gentle. I was gunning hard for the Calico Mine Train. And so we let you leave. Then Sandy said, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if you came back and we were eating something? And I said, yes, I'll hold the bench. So <laughs> she took one of our tickets and uh, went and got a dessert at a stand which was my favorite, one of my favorite things of the day. It was, uh, you, you would have to describe it. It was, it was like fried a- boysenberry chips uh, with boysenberry ice cream on top. It was amazing, and it was a really fun experience. One, you rounded the corner to find us both, like, just having our first bite. We could not have planned it better. It was perfect. It was hilarious, because it had taken me a long time to find the bathroom, so by the time I got back, it had been a while, and I was expecting them to be mean about it yeah i believe i texted you what did you fall in (laughs) (laughs) so we were we waited for you for a while before we came to the idea that it would be hilarious for you to show up with us eating more but the tort so it was like this uh, as you said it was like a boysenberry chip like a tortilla chip but it was like a cinnamon sugar tortilla chip served with ice cream and you ate it by using it the chip as like a spoon so it was basically like a dessert chips and dip it was, I thought it was awesome. It was, again, it was, like, fun. It was a fun way to eat it. At that point, I think I was only able to, like, consume a chip before I was going to uh, die or <laughs> shit myself. But the chip that I had was so good. You just scooped it with the ice cream. It was maybe one of my favorite things of the day. Yeah, it was, uh, did we cover, did we mention that it was covered in cinnamon? Yeah, it was a cinnamon, like, a cinnamon sugar chip with the boysenberry ice cream. It was, like, texturally fun, both, like, hard and soft. It was, it was 
was really, really good. And that was your one of your favorite bites of the day, right? I think that was for me because I had, we had eaten so much. And I was a little bummed because I had yet to find, I think, a five boysenberries out of five food-wise for myself. Because I think at that point, the flank steak for me was like a four. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking back, it's, it's a five. Because you're more into ice cream and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm big into meats. You're more into... I'm a dessert person. I yeah. would give up, like, a huge, amazing steak dinner for, like, a scoop of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Right. Like, if we want to go somewhere that's fun for you, you yeah. want to go to, like, uh, Magpies, Magpies, which is a soft serve ice cream place, which is one of my favorite places, which I'm not a huge ice cream guy. It is my curse. Yeah. I would go to that place right now if we wanted to. It's delicious. So, I well, I was just excited to get my first five. That was my first five boys and beers out of five of the day. I thought it was so good. I was so excited. So, we had that, and then once again decided, all right, we're cutting ourselves off. We're yeah. not going to eat anything yeah, else. Yeah, but we, we just sat there and chatted for a few minutes and finished and kind of talked about what we had eaten. I looked at my list of things and we said, okay, let's uh, go to the mine train. And I said, okay, let me go grab a, a refill for us because uh, Sandy bought a, similar to the bottle that I bought, they gave me refills for the full day. She bought one since she has an annual pass for refills for the entire year, <laughs> which is like 30 bucks, which is a great, Excellent a deal. great deal, by the way. But as I went, I tried to find a, just a stand. They have a lot of just freestanding like Coke refill stands. I couldn't find one of those. So I went inside a bakery and while I'm standing there waiting on the jabronis in front of me to take seven hours to order, because that's another thing about Knott's Berry Farm. Nobody ever knows what they want when they get to the counter. It took so long for anyone to just order. Like, when we went to the initial grilled cheese place, all the lady got was just, a, like, a chicken tendies and some fries. It took her 30 minutes, what it felt like. To decide. To, it's like to, it's a theme park. Just order chicken tendies yeah. and fries. There's, like, three options, lady. Just pick one. Uh, anyhow, so I went, and while the people in front of me were deciding what they wanted from this bakery, I noticed they had boysenberry macaroons for only 99 cents. What a steal. What a steal. So not only am I going to get that, but I'm going to make them laugh, because they already went and got a treat huh. while I was away so now i'm gonna get a treat while i'm away again it's gonna be hilarious i grab my boysenberry macaroons i grab our refills i walk over and what do <laughs> meanwhile, i meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile while john's waiting in line for a refill and his hilarious joke boysenberry macaroons Sandy and i decide it's time to up the ante and this time when john comes back we'll have two food items waiting uh. so sandy ran and i mean ran to a food stand and i've never seen her run before by the way <laughs> she ran to get both a mac a habanero boysenberry mac and cheese and i believe was it a pork tostada barbecue pulled pork tostada neither of which any of us wanted to eat at that time not at that time we definitely the mac and cheese was one of the things that we were was a must-have for sure so she went to get those two items and john thinking that he would be the hilarious one coming back macaroons we had outdone him with two plates <laughs> of hot food so when i were uh, yeah i come around the corner and i'm like oh my god <laughs> So we, this is why we ended up spending like an hour and a half on that bench, by yeah, the way. That, was, that should count as an attraction. We spent like two hours <laughs> sitting on the bench just eating and people watching. It was great. Uh, the boysenberry, boysenberry habanero mac and cheese was delicious. It was just baked mac and cheese with a little bit of that sauce drizzled on it. Totally. However, a, a, the habanero was legit. It was spicy. 
but it was like perfectly spicy. It was really, really tasty. The mac and cheese was creamy but crunchy on the top, plus that sauce on it. If it was a little bit more creative with the use of the boysenberry, that might have been a five out of five. Yeah, I agree. It's sort of right there. A lot of these items were just a regular item with a boysenberry sauce on top, so not very creative. But it was a good mac and cheese. I've had better mac and cheese. Yeah, 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 same. That was also the thing I think I was most excited for for the day. I couldn't stop talking about how I would not leave that park without that mac and cheese. It didn't matter that I'd already consumed 47 items. <laughs> I needed it. And I was a little disappointed. It was it was fine. It was like a three out of five boysenberries. Just cause it, was like a pre- it was pretty good. And I liked the fact that it had some heat coming off of it. But yeah. there was very little boysenberry flavor. Kind of could say the same for, honestly, all three of these items. The tostada was really good. I, it was the same barbecue pork that we got on the fries mere minutes before on a bed of cabbage with the tostada on the bottom. It was good. It just had a uh, the it had the uh, the boysenberry barbecue sauce on top of it. It was tasty. I finished most of it because you you guys had basically a bite. Like the crunch added a little bit of something. The crunch of not only the cabbage but the tostada itself. It was good. It was fine. Yeah, I give it. Yeah, I guess I give it a three as well. I'd give it like a three point five, maybe. Just it was it was tasty. Didn't blow my socks off. And then obviously we had our macaroons, which were not boysenberry flavored at all. No. They, they had like a little covering on them, like a, a, a shell. Icing? Yeah, like an uh, supposedly boysenberry icing, but it didn't taste like anything. Certainly didn't taste like boysenberry. Yeah, it didn't taste it, was... it either. But at that point, my taste buds were so singed by <laughs> yeah. all of the boysenberry. That's a good point because things started tasting less and less like boysenberry throughout the day. Obviously, the, there was actual fruit and the jam <laughs> right. in the grilled cheese, so that's the most <gasps> boysenberry. But by the end of the day, when we finally did get our float, spoiler alert, that was how we ended our night. I did, I couldn't taste boysenberry anymore to save my life i could i still can't taste anything i think that my <laughs> taste buds have been i had that conversation with my organs i did not have the conversation with my buds themselves you should have you should have asked you should have told them like hey sweet buds you, like, you expect a lot today Day put it gets better like dave holmes says. like dave holmes always said he always says it uh yeah so the macarons themselves were like very robust tasty i like a macaron it was like the uh coconut and yeah. the vanilla and like they had, I think i had walnuts or something three out of five boysenberries yeah e- easy but we're not done there folks <laughs> believe it or not uh this is when we went on our very long ride train where we went yeah. from the calico mine cars all the way to accelerator to hang time and Real eventually quick. to silver bullet so when you said like, oh, should we talk about the rides first or the food first? And I said the rides because we ate more than we rode. I cannot believe that at this point in the day, we had consumed that much food. And that's what we did all the roller coasters. Yeah. And none of us vomited. I have I'm vomited from less on a ride. Well, yeah. The Harry Potter ride at Universal took you out. Yeah. Harry, I actually vomited. I was one of those early people before they sort of smoothed that ride out where I completely vomited after the like just the motion sick. I guess screen rides and it, are it different. It took a while. You did, it's, it's not like right out of the ride. Yeah, it was. <laughs> when Harry Potter at Universal Hollywood opened, uh, we had a friend who had tickets who got us in early, and we checked it out. I was so excited about it. I fucking love Harry Potter so much. Specifically, and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. And the Deathly Hallows Part 1. It is the only movie any of you should watch. And, you know, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows is the only book any of you should read. So, uh, <laughs> But just, just the first half of it. Just, just the first half of that book. <laughs> the first half is the best. It, well, I get a bit of motion sickness, uh, depending on where we're going and if we have a lot of stop starts. I got 
got uh, pretty motion sick after that ride. And then it wasn't until we were driving out of Universal and we were driving, we were like parked on the roof of the parking lot. So we had to spin around to get all the way to the bottom. Yeah, of the as you leave Universal, for anybody who doesn't know, it's not like your typical leaving a parking garage where you have to long straightaways and then yeah. you curve. They have a thing built on the edge where it's basically just a really tight like spiral that gets you down really fast so you don't have to deal with a ton of traffic. But <sighs> right after the Harry Potter ride and we also did the little tiny uh, roller coaster, the, oh, the Flight of the, the Hippogriff. Flight of the Hippogriff. <laughs> and then the spinning ride at the very end called the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, by the time we got home to Burbank, you were having to open the door and uh, puke. Oh, not by the time we got home. You were driving down Olive. I was silent. You were wondering why I was silent. I then, with you in motion opened the car door and started vomiting, leaving a vom trail down Olive Avenue in Burbank. It was real pleasant. A vom trail of butterbeer. And mind you, that was just from one ride and a butterbeer. So the fact that we consumed that much food and then went on multiple roller coasters and none of us got ill is... You know, it got Israel. Yeah. You had that conversation with your organs, with, my with your organs, stomach. A prayer, With if your you gag will. reflex. And, yeah. and they listened. They listened. They were like, we are on this actual ride with you. All right. So we went on all these rides. We had ourselves a good time. But we weren't there for rides. We were there for food. Yeah. We were coming down to the last couple hours of us and being there. And you know there, what? And we had to hit it hard. At that point in the day, we were starving. <laughs> yes. Oddly <laughs> enough, I was like, mm, I could eat. had barely eaten. We had barely used our tasting cards. We're like, you know, it's not even worth the cost of admission, what we've had so far. So it's time to actually eat. Yeah. And at this point, we still had, yeah, like, like half of our tabs <laughs> left. So we were like, shit, we got to actually work hard to get all of our boysenberry flavor cards used up and we sure did we started out with the boysenberry chicken skewers and a separate dish boysenberry hummus delicious sandy had made the point of saying like there's this lemon boysenberry hummus and then there are these boysenberry chicken skewers we should get those at the same time because a chicken skewer goes really well with hummus she's so right oh absolutely uh and they knew what they were talking about because they were both at the stand so we got an order of each and tried it and a bite of the boysenberry uh, chicken skewer dipped into a little bit of the lemon boysenberry hummus was probably my best bite of the day. Yeah, that was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was just a hint of the boysenberry flavor. Uh, the boysenberry chicken skewer was probably just marinated in the boysenberry, much like the flank steak. So it was a very mild hint of it. And also the hummus was not overwhelmingly boysenberry. It was mostly a hummus taste to it, like yeah. the chickpeas and the oils. So it was mild and just so damn good. It was great i a thousand percent give that five boysenberries yeah out of five boysenberries oh yeah five out of five boysenberries easy baby just go get it don't even listen to us just go get the chicken skewers and the boysenberry hummus get them together enjoy it after our delicious jaunt with our chicken skewers and our hummus <laughs> We went to the Spurs Chop House, which is supposed to be like the nice restaurant of Knott's Berry Farm, but it was very confusing because like there was no restaurant there. There was like a bunch of tables and and a bunch of space with with basically booths, some of which could use the tabs uh, uh-huh. to do. Right. And then a couple things that I wish, kind of wish we would have done. There was one chocolate fountain, but it was a boysenberry fountain. We should have done I that. I know, with like cheesecake on a we stick. We went nuts. I don't know why we didn't. Uh, I think by the time we landed there, it was it was so late and we had eaten so very much we that we just couldn't. We were starting to feel sick. We were starting to not feel great. Uh, but we did go there. We just banged it out <laughs> at this place. We got a boysenberry waffle with boysenberry syrup. We got pot roast with boysenberry mashed potatoes. 
And we got boysenberry chicken shawarma all together. <sighs> oh, yeah. Okay. Before you judge us, because if you weren't already, now should be the point that you are. Yeah. The yeah. waffle was a very small one. <laughs> it was like a t- like one square of a waffle. Yeah, it was tiny. I did eat the majority of it, though, because you guys didn't like we it. Did, we didn't like it. It was, to me, too thick, too cakey, too granular. It did not have the texture of a regular waffle. It did not. It definitely it was a little cakier. I give it four out of five boysenberries. I thought it tasted exactly like a blueberry Pop-Tart, <laughs> which, you which did, I love. When you put it that way, it doesn't sound bad. However, I did not enjoy this at all. I love waffles. I love boysenberry. It did not work for me. I gave it one out of five boysenberries. Whoa. I know you would rank it much higher. You ate probably the majority of it. I totally ate the most of it. I know Sandy didn't like it either, so I think you guys are both on the one out of five. But I'm a four out of five. I thought it was tasty AF. Yeah, yeah, a little bit too thick for me. I was happy you didn't like it. That's what she said. Hey, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And I am that man, and it was treasure. (laughs) Now, the pot roast with the boysenberry mashed potatoes, that was something that we all said we did not want. We said, that sounds gross, especially after our chili mishap. Ooh, and that was a mishap. Yeah. Yeah. We thought, this does not sound delicious to me, but by God, that was one of the best things I ate all day. It was a amazing and we felt disgusting at that point and we fucking finished it we sure did it also came with a a, a helping of carrots on the side which it it felt like a meal it was a it was a meal it was like a good amount of boysenberry pot roast a good amount of boysenberry mashed potatoes which were awesome they were great they were very buttery and had little chunks of boysenberry in them yeah and roasted carrots and that you know what i totally take it back i feel like i said my favorite bite was the chicken with the hummus my favorite bite of the day was a like the pot roast the boysenberry mashed potatoes and a bite of the carrot it was awesome besides the flank steak and the fries this was definitely my favorite thing of the day it was so good this i think is like a don't miss if you go uh, you, look not all of you are pros like we are not everybody's gonna be able to try everything in the park <laughs> but this should be on your short list of things you definitely should try i think so absolutely and because it's another thing that you might be like uh, i don't know but honestly if you're hungry throughout the day you're looking for lunch and you have a tab these tabs are like less than five dollars a piece basically and you get a substantial portion for this and talk about substantial portions that chicken shawarma which was like five dollars humongous it was crazy i had yeah i had like a bite of it because i was taking down that waffle uh i didn't have much of the shawarma either because at that point i was about to explode and i insisted on getting dessert (laughs) uh so it was huge it was covered in uh in uh hummus again yeah it had the hummus which honestly was the only boysenberry element to it i think but some of the chicken that probably we had had before and then it had uh cucumbers tomatoes uh, some onions and it was really good but it was just like a regular ass shawarma it, it yeah. didn't it didn't particularly play into the boysenberry festivalness of it it wasn't special i wouldn't advise you getting it yeah, I would say 2.5 out of 5 boysenberries on the shawarma. And I'm going to I'm gonna definitely give that pot roast a 5 out of 5. That's a must-have. A thousand percent agree. 5 out of 5 pot roast. And yeah, 2 to 2.5 of the shawarma. Yeah. I think the thing that was most impressive about the shawarma was the amount. It's very rare. You can go to a theme park and pay $5 for anything. Yeah. Theme park food is exorbitant. It's insane. So had I sat down, had I not eaten like a monster, and had I just gone to lunch and ordered the chicken shawarma for $5 and gotten that giant plate of food, I would have been crazy impressed. Yeah, same. 
So, but it was a lot of it. It was like, it was quantity yeah, it was, over quality. It was a little bit too much. And we, it was one of the few things we did not finish. No. Uh, one of, maybe the only thing we didn't finish all day. <laughs> so we had reached the end of our night and... Just to go back a little bit, there was some point where we were talking to... They have a... a the weirdos? Little, definitely this guy was a weirdo. It's a jail cell built into the middle of the ghost town with a... I don't want to call him an animatronic. He's more of a, a mannequin called Sad-Eye Joe. Uh. And he's somebody you can talk to. They have a guy, I guess, with a camera and a microphone nearby that you could chat with him. But while we were sitting there chatting with Joe, I overheard somebody talking about a fun bun. When I was like, mm, you know what? Time's up. Me too. And they were like, no, it's food. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's food, dear. It's food. And I was like, what is a fun bun? And it just like stuck in my craw. And I could not stop thinking about a fun bun all day. And I had to have one. And by God, after eating all that we've talked about today. Yeah. And after eating this giant shawarma, a waffle, the pot roast, I said, I have to have a motherfucking fun bun, baby. That was your thing. That was early in the day you heard about the fun bun. We hadn't seen it yet all day. We were coming, the night was coming to a close. We were done. Uh, but we couldn't let you leave without having your fun bun. Hell yeah. And man, was it worth it. It's just a giant fried cinnamon roll oh, with a God. boysenberry slather. <laughs> Uh, and powdered sugar on top of it. I ate 90, and that's huge. Oh, and boysenberry icing. Yeah, boysenberry icing on it. It was ginormous. I ate almost all of it. Sandy looked like she was about to be sick. Lindsay looked like she was about to be sick. We were turning boysenberry. Yeah, I was living though. Man, oh man, it was delicious. It had like nuts and like cream cheese in the middle of it. It was hot. It was so damn good. What a perfect way to end it, even though that wasn't the end. That wasn't the end, folks. That, that wasn't the end. I would give that at least four out of five boysenberries, maybe even edging up to a 4.5 out of five boysenberries. I don't know what could have possibly taken over the top more. Oh, yeah. Had I been able to eat it all by myself. And I'm talking about, like, this is the size of your, like, if you put your fists together, it's still bigger than, like, both your hands clamped together. I don't even know, like, what would you say was, this, like, a size of a Frisbee or something? I mean, I think it was, like, the size of an entire plate. It, yeah, was, it was plate size. It was insane. And I could have eaten another one. It was so damn good. Uh, one thing we didn't get was a funnel cake. That was the other thing that That's I really okay. wanted <laughs> with a boysenberry topping. I bet that would have been delicious. But how do we end the night, Lindsay? Well... We ended the night with the thing that brought me to the dance, which was Sandy pitching that icy float that we already talked about, yeah. right? So we were going to go, we were going to go, we were going to go. And then early on, Sandy made it very clear that we would not be sharing this float. All three of us would need our own. It was her favorite thing. It would be my favorite thing. She knew how much I loved like Dole Whips at Disney and ice cream and soft serve in general. Sad to say, we could not each get our own. We did get one float for the three of us to share. Yeah, we were done at this point. One float, three spoons. But Sandy was right as horrible as horrible as i felt it was so good and don't confuse this with because there's like a boysenberry dole whip and then there's a boysenberry float so i guess the whip is boysenberry on top of like a either like a not lemon juice but like who knows some sort of juice and it's not even boysenberry juice or pineapple juice. Sorry. Oh, yeah, it's pineapple it's juice. It's like boysenberry soft serve on top of pineapple juice. Sandy was like, fuck that. We're not doing that. We're getting the icy float. So we go to this stand. We get the boysenberry icy. It's top of the boysenberry ice cream. We eat it with a spoon. They taste so good together and separately. It, for me, was a five out of five. I felt 
horrible. I still finished it. Uh, that was the one thing that I couldn't go all in on because I had eaten so much of the fun bun. I was starting to finally turn into a boysenberry. I felt kind of disgusting. So I just had a couple bites of it, but it was a scrumptious couple of bites. I was licking my spoon clean. Boysenberry soft serve, which is just so damn good. And I do think the boysenberry soft serve is a year-round thing. Oh, good. Good. So just so anybody who frequents the park knows, probably already know that if you frequent the park, but it was so good. It gave us a chance to end our night in one of the many squares of uh, rows of tables with a stage that's unattended right next to it. A lot of performance space in this park. And we sat around and looked at our surroundings. The boysenberry lights strung up on most of the buildings. Mm -hmm. They're large and lit up boysenberries and just was so festive. And the banners and everyone was having a lovely time. And all the teens were either running around at top speed or going as slow as they possibly could. Uh, just to get in my way. And I've never been quite so jostled as I was on this day, despite the fact that the park was fairly empty. And we had a very real conversation about how the three of us should never hang out again. Yeah. If this is going to be the end, if this is going to be where we end, this, this should be is, it. This should be it. But we remain friends. And in fact, we got a, an addendum today because the funny, Guess what? the hilarious part of that is Sandy is at the park right now. That's right, everybody. Sandy had already had plans to go to the Boysenberry Festival this weekend. But when we were available to additionally go to the Boysenberry Festival, she was in. So she is currently at Knott's Berry Farm eating items off of the Boysenberry yeah. Festival menu. She got herself another card, and she actually got to try a couple of items that we that did we not want. It. One of them being the Dole Whip, uh, which she said was nowhere near as good as Disney. Yeah, she said it was trash. She said it was trash. One out of five Boysenberries, yeah, I believe. I think so. And a barbecue chicken Boysenberry, or Boysenberry barbecue chicken pizza, <laughs> which we really did want to try. That sounded interesting to me. And what did she give that one? I can't remember, but I don't. I think it was similarly one of those things that's like, oh, it's just a barbecue chicken pizza with just some boysenberry sauce on it. The same way like the mac and cheese was just mac and cheese with yeah. boysenberry sauce. So, so I don't think like, it was that what, special. Two out of five boysenberries. Yeah. So we appreciate her doing her diligence. I think at this point we got almost every single item that is available from both the tasting card and the eats and treats section. Uh, we didn't do like a glazed salmon because <laughs> that's just a yeah. waste of our time. Sorry, guys. We skipped the glazed salmon on top of a salad. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the the tasting card. We Yeah, we didn't do the salmon. We did not do... I can um, make this short for you. We literally did everything but the jambalaya and the salmon. Yeah, it was the jambalaya. And there were a couple of things that we didn't do of the eats and treats, like the boysenberry funnel cake, as I mentioned. But by God, that was so good. It was such a good day. We, we picked a great time to go. It was really fun to do it. Uh, I'm really glad we got the opportunity to finally go to the boysenberry festival. Me too. As a big boysenberry fan, I was very pleased to see... A fruit that I adore that most people don't even know it exists. <laughs> Seeing it celebrated in such a way just really filled my heart. You know, much like the Grinch, his heart grew three sizes. My waist grew three sizes over the course of the day. I would say your heart grew three boysenberries. Out of five? Out of five boysenberries. <laughs> Out of five. <laughs> and Knott's Berry Farm, a park that's, I feel like, maligned just because of its proximity to Disneyland. There's no way that any park has the resources or the ingenuity behind something like Disneyland. It's going to have a hard time competing. So I do feel like a lot of people are like kind of poo-poo on that park. They think that it's it's kind of lame. It's just, oh, it's that park with that stupid ghost town in the middle of it. In some regards, they're correct. 
However, in a lot of ways, this park is great. It aspires for greatness. It gives you, takes you back to the Old West. takes you back to a time when prospectors were panning for gold. And when they were sawing down trees and having fun little lumberjack games that we could only quickly see as we floated by in our log flume. In a time where the only pie you could have was either raspberry or blackberry. Or Loganberry, perhaps. Or Loganberry. Until you could finally have them all in just one boysenberry. One delicious, delicious pie. But what do you guys think? Does the boysenberry festival at Knott's Berry Farm sound sweet? Or does it make you want to vom? Let us know. How can you let us know? Go to our Facebook, facebook.com slash HWIG podcast. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, at HWIG podcast. Or you can just send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you hate so we can tell you why it's great. We're going to be getting back into a couple more listener requests coming up, which I'm really excited about. But until then, I'm John Bring. I'm Lindsay Calhoun Bring. We're both very hungry, and here's why it's great. Yes, the doctor seemed to think that it was some sort of accidental poisoning. Father did like to experiment with his baked goods. In fact, he was working with a new berry, the boysenberry. It's so new that we have the only boysenberry patch in this part of the country. Yes, I've heard of it. A stunning hybrid of loganberry, red raspberry, and blackberry. Interesting.